Welcome to the Get Clear with Crystal Ware podcast, the place where we get clear on our goals, own our worth, and learn to be the CEOs of our own lives. I'm your host, Crystal Ware, lawyer and former Fortune 500 corporate leader who found the confidence to say goodbye to a lucrative career and start my own business. Now I'm opening up the playbook and sharing everything I've learned to get you there faster. It may not be easy, but it will always be worth it because you are made for more. So put on your big girl pants, jump on board, and let's reach for the stars. Are you ready to get clear? Today on Get Clear with Crystal Ware, we are going to talk about how corporate America can retain women in the workplace. I started thinking about this after I recently told you all about my reasons for leaving corporate America, and I got to thinking you know, what could corporate America really do differently to keep numbers, to keep women in the workplace? I think that's getting increasingly difficult, especially with technology and the ability to build an online business, the ability to run a business from afar, and the flexibility offered in running small businesses in today's environment. So I want to share what I think would be important for corporate America. And if you have comments, if you have something you want to say, definitely shoot us a message, an email, a direct message on LinkedIn or Instagram because your voices matter and we want to hear from you and we want to bring your thoughts and your guidance to the populace as well. It takes all of us together to come up with solutions that can really move the ball forward, okay? because I think that's where we're at in the world. So, you know, women have been leaving corporate America in droves. Since the pandemic, so many women have left. In fact, a study done about a year ago said that 57% of women planned on leaving their job in corporate America sometime in the next two years. 57%. If you are listening and you're running a company, tell me how that would impact you if 50% or more of your employees left in the next year. What kind of strain does that put on the company? What kind of strain does that put on the other employees? And it has a huge ripple effect into your workforce. So I think it's really important and something, you know, obviously it's in the news really frequently, but we need to take more steps. We need to really break it down and understand and share our stories, share our messages, get it out there for people so they can hear and see what would be impactful in structuring new ways of working in the corporate world. That's the only way we're going to keep women out there. I mean, it just isn't sustainable where things are now. And some have even alluded to the fact that corporate America was not structured to be sustainable for women. Corporate America and the type of work, the type of hours, the environment was created at such a time where women were staying home, where women weren't in the workforce the way they are now. But I can tell you Having worked for a French company, while they certainly work long hours and hard in corporate environments in France, it's 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 more 
tolerated. It's more accepted. It's more understood that you're going to have flexibility when your children are of working age than it is here in America. So there are definitely some things that can be done, but before we dive into that, let's talk about why it's so important that we have women in the workforce. Women have a different view, a different way, a different feel that they bring. They have a lot of different things to offer them in. So that's really important. You want to have a diversity of thoughts in handling, in solutions, and in management styles because it doesn't work. One size does not fit all. Not for your employees, not for your clients, not for your creative flow, not for anything. In 2019, there was actually a big Harvard Business Review study. And this was a really interesting study because the results showed that women were rated better than men on 14 of 16 key leadership capabilities. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Not one, not two, not even five. 14 of 16 key leadership capabilities that women edged men out on. Some of them were taking initiative, resilience, self-development, driving for results, high integrity and honesty, developing others, inspiring and motivating others, bold leadership, building relationships, champions for change, establishing stretch goals, communicating powerfully and prolifically. These are important skills and abilities that leaders bring to the table. And this shows that women do them better. Why would you not want that in your environment? Why would you not want that at your company? That in and of itself shows a huge reason why we need women in the workplace in general and what value women bring, okay? We do not want to let all of those skills and knowledge and ability walk out of our door. We don't want to have trained and worked with people, no matter women or men, we don't, companies don't want employees to leave. I mean, it's harder to replace employees. It's harder to retrain employees. If you have a good employee, it is much better to keep that employee than to find and build a new employee. So corporate America, take note, listen up, See what you can do to make changes. I think one of the biggest things that we need to do is change the culture. It's not enough to talk about flexibility if people aren't showing that it's truly accepted and that there's no negative consequences for that. If you have 80% of the workforce showing up in person 90% of the time, it's not going to give the visual for the woman working with three kids who wants to work remote two of the five days of the week, no matter if that's in your handbook or not. So we need to practice that. We need to show that that's accepted. And we need managers, executives, otherwise, to repeat it, to encourage it, to say it's okay, to elevate people in doing that. 
And I think what else could be hugely meaningful is trying to promote job sharing. Job sharing was something that companies had done uh, to some degree in the 90s. And for certain kind of roles, job sharing can be great. If you have a receptionist, if you have somebody doing certain accounting functions, if you're doing data entry, there is a, a solid 20, 30, 40% of corporate jobs that could easily be done as a job share. When you need somebody there to do transactions or do digital work that can easily be split, it can be left from one person to the next. You can have a person working three days, another person working two, rotating, whatever the case may be. Also, in line with job sharing is part-time work. There is not enough part-time work out there. Some women simply cannot make it healthy and sustainable to work 40 hours, especially if you add on a commute and time to get dressed and time to get the kids stuff ready for school and make it to your office and it ends up being a 10-hour day. So some women simply need to have the option to work 20, 24, 28, 32 hours a week and something like pro rata. I mean, I've talked to many women who even said they would take 10% less than pro rata to be able to keep using their skills, keep sharing their knowledge and their abilities with their company and making a difference, but without having to be there 40 hours a week. So those would hugely change the trajectory. I mean, I know some companies that have thought outside the box and they do hire attorneys, for example, that work part-time. Their docket is just less. Their responsibility to manage a certain amount of contracts is just less. It isn't that hard to parse up and say you're going to work part-time. It's just not that hard. So why aren't more people doing that? If it's open opportunities for part-time work or lose 25 people in your staff, what are you going to do? And I would like anybody, anybody to tell me, why is that detrimental to the company? I just don't see that it's detrimental. I I know people have talked about offering employee um, benefits and how that would, you know, be costly compared to somebody working part-time and we need more employees to work part-time. So then we're going to have more employees on employee benefit plans. But I think those are all ways to work around that and have different categories of employees and what you offer to them. I think there's a solution to that. Again, if you think and work outside the box. And then giving women, especially women with children, opportunities to still grow and shine, knowing that they are not going to be able to sustainably do more than 40 hours a week. We cannot have the gunner, hard work, hustle culture. It's great if that's you. It's great if that your life and your work is your meaning and that fills you up and it just drives you and you want to work hard and you want to work those extra hours and you want to get all that stuff done. But then when you hold that man that's doing that up with a stay-at-home wife to a awesome, intelligent, executive woman whose husband also works, so they have to share kid duties, 
it's really hard to say that that woman can work and show and have FaceTime the same amount. It doesn't mean that her work product or her end result is less, but what appearance that gives is different. We have to find a way to elevate and keep motivating those ladies to grow and change and find excitement and fulfillment in their jobs. Otherwise, they can take those skills, they can take that knowledge, and they can turn it into something else profitably. Okay, they just can, and they're showing us they can. So we need to wake up and figure out what it is that we're looking for in corporate America and how to keep women in the work model. I don't think it's that hard. I think these are some really easy strategies that companies could work on. If you're doing these things, I would love to hear about it. I really would want to know. Where can women find these kind of opportunities? Because there are so many amazing women that I have come across that stopped working because it became unsustainable and they didn't think there was a middle ground. And that blows me away. I want to find all these women. I want to give you a job. I want to work with you. I want to prop you up. And I want to find you other opportunities. So if you know somebody doing this, if you are a company that's doing that, If you have other ideas, please share them with us, okay? There is a lot to offer. Women have a lot to offer. And corporate America also has a lot to offer. You know, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. So how do we pair up these people that want these kind of jobs but can't manage the same workload? But they can still be a shining bright star for you. Okay, how can we find these companies with these type of people and bring them together. When we can do that, we have unlocked a secret key that will skyrocket American companies to even more prosperous times. You are made for more. You can find the right thing for you, whether it's a part-time job, whether it's job share, whether it's starting your own business, whether it's taking a sabbatical. Whatever works for you right now, We need to find a way to make that happen and make you confident in that because you are made for more, you deserve more, and it's out there for you. Keep getting clear until next time. Thanks for listening in. If you loved what you heard, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with your friends. Tag us on social media so we can give you a big shout out. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want more, head on over to the website where you can learn all about what we do to serve and support our entire community. Until next time, keep dreaming big and getting clear. You are made for more, so start living like it today.